34, everybody. Welcome. Michael McDowell, 34. Melden Scott with 469 races in the 34. Who was that again? Who? Weldon Squat. <laughs> Scott. I think his name is Squat. <laughs> I don't know Squat about that guy. <laughs> it's, it's Wendell Scott. You oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> what did he call it? Weldon. Weldon Squat. Weldon Squat. <laughs> Bro, that's like something Bart Simpson would sing. <laughs> Weldon. Weldon Squat. <laughs> Racing for Weldon Squat. Racing for Gronjo. A lot of like weird names have driven this car. Like David Reagan, John Andretti, Landon Castle, David Gilliland. Wow, it's like... What, <laughs> this, guy's who owns named, this guy's name's Dick Beatty. I'm not even fucking kidding. <laughs> What? He did 35 rate D I C K B E A T Y. I think that's Beatty, actually. Beatty? I don't know if that's any better. It's pronounced Beatty. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) This guy drove in the 50s. Oh my God. And Dick Beatty coming around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, that makes so much more sense now. Oh my goodness. All right, well, s- Dick Beatty. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of the fifties, <laughs> oh, speaking of NASCAR, <laughs> we had a good old two hundred and sixty-eight lap race at Kansas for the Hollywood Casino four hundred. Uh, overall, you know what? It was a solid race. I think Kansas always provides some some great racing. I love that it's always got multi groove. You can run the bottom, middle, and top and still be competitive no matter what. Um, for some reason, all three races this weekend were just like a caution fest. So that was always fun. Uh, but we had our boy Larson won stage one. Uh, good old BK won stage two. And uh, Danny Hamlin loses another race after doing very well all race. I actually don't know. I think he led 63 laps this race, but he was looking very strong all race. And uh, unfortunately, we had... The yellow come out very late. Ended up getting a green-white checkered restart. We had uh, a few guys stayed out. Or one guy stayed out. I remember. I can't remember who it was. But someone stayed out, didn't take any tires, and just went absolutely backwards. Um, the other people, there was about four, five, six people that took two tires. Um, and then the remainder took four, and that left basically Reddick and Hamlin racing each other all race. Those were probably the two fastest cars on track, so that's expected aside from Larson. Uh, Elliot actually got some laps led in there too, so good to hear from him again. Um, but yeah, no, Reddick got the jump, got by the lap cars, and you know, he just drove away pretty much. It was uh, unfortunate for Denny. That was kind of the win he needed there, but you know what? Oh, well. Hamlin got say, a terrible start in that restart too. He did. He was saying that he was looking behind him too much. I think he was trying to not let, um, I can't recall who was behind him, but he was trying to not let him get a jump on him, and he just whiffed it. So a little bit of a rookie move there, but. It is what it is. He gets paid more money than I do, so I can't say much about it. So, <laughs> that uh, is what it is. I will say, Dave, your boy Logano pulled out some magic there at the end. He was Baby. sitting at the cut line, like zero on the cut line, like with Truex right there. Which, by the way, we should bring up. Hold on, before I go back to Logano. Truex, three laps into the race, was out. <clears throat> Somehow, he had a tire go down. That was really crappy. So he had he's literally had the worst start to the playoffs possible. However, his uh 
regular season points buffer is keeping him in the point, keeping him in the playoffs right now. I'll uh, get an update on where we're actually at with that here shortly. I just got to pull it up. But uh, back to Logano, he was sitting plus zero to the cut line. Made a call, came out on two tires. All he had to do is make it around two laps. Guess what? Now he's plus 12 above the cutoff line. So he was doing fantastic. Good strategy call on them. That was sweet. Uh, so just a little update. Uh, we do have, so Larson is through as he won last week. Reddick is now through to the next round. So we're coming up to the cutoff race here at Bristol, which is going to get spicy. Uh, right now, it's probably looking like Denny's basically going to lock himself in. Same with Byron. I, it'd be hard to see Denny, Byron, Keselowski, or Blaney fall out of it, even Bush. Um, the only guys that are really super at risk without, you know, without wrecking out is probably going to be Logano, Harvick. Uh, Truex is negative seven. So right now, of our predictions, I can't remember who was who predicted who, but we got McDowell's negative 40 out. I can't see him making it unless he wins, which he's done before. Uh, Stenhouse Jr., he's... Oh, no, actually, he didn't do it before. He came second. But anyways, Stenhouse was negative, is negative 22. Bubba is negative 19. And Truex is negative seven. So really hoping uh, Truex can get in there. Harvick's plus seven right now, so I don't want to see either of those two guys out. But I guess... If someone did have to take the L, I'd probably want Truex to take it over Harvick just because it's hey, Harvick's hey, last hey, year. Hey, hey, I know my boy Levi's not a pa- not happy about that. What but, uh, the... <laughs> you know, <laughs> why you gotta be like that? That's what he what he do to you? Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. He didn't do nothing to me. It's all good. But uh, no, anyways, I I thought overall though that it was actually a really good race. I I enjoyed watching it. I um, I am stoked for Bristol. It's gonna be a disaster. Um, I recommend watching it. So that you can skip the commercials because there's probably going to be lots of them because there's going to be 10,000 yellows. But uh, my boy Blaney's in six right now. That's all that matters. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Anyways. What did you guys think of the race? Do we have a, do, we, do we have any takers? Did you guys even watch? Probably not. Uh, I had I had uh, flashbacks to Texas Motor Speedway last year. The race I was at. Mile Why and a half that? track. Well, it was a mile and a half with a ton of cautions. And uh, playoff race. And I didn't know when it was going to end for a little bit. I We just needed a lightning delay, and it would have been almost exactly the same. Uh, and I want to say, I did call Reddick winning, by the way. I didn't say he was going to win this race, but I explicitly said that homeboy was going to pull through by winning. So, Does, uh, Did this change anybody's predictions for the Final Four, or no? No. Well, one of mine is on the cut mine. line now. Who was it, Truex? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was my guy. I mean, but I think he can do it. I think he can do it. Gotta have faith. I'm not worried. I think that's a strong enough team that they'll be fine in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, as long as Logano ain't got nothing to say about it, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want Logano to say anything about but it. You're, what, when was that? Was that 2018? I can't remember. That was rough, though. Yeah. Logano. Or I remember Truex's choke. Logano was like, eh, hey, hey. Short track racing, as, as uh, Denny would say. <laughs> but that was pretty much it, Norman. Roll us through the IndyCar race because um, none of us watched it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I watched it, and because the championship was wrapped up, I think all the drivers said, fuck it. Let Everyone wanted to win this race, and we had a caution fest. Yeah. And, and a lack of uh, ability to restart clean. Yes. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, so turn one, lap one, five-car pileup. 
not all the same wreck. Everyone, everyone just running into everyone. Uh, so caution comes out immediately. Um, our boy Dixon don't agree with the penalty, but gets a penalty for avoidable contact when he gets hit in the rear, and then hits someone else. But uh, IndyCar ruled that he was pissed. He was cussing all over the uh, Mike. Um, dropped back to 12th and he already came in with the race with an engine penalty. So he's already starting six places further back than he's supposed to. So he's not having a good day. He's cussing up a storm. Uh, gets put on an alternate strategy. Uh, and through the cautions and everything after the final caution, you look up and look at who's sitting in second. It's Scott Dixon. And, they get the green flag and he drives. I forget who it was. I think it was like Pato or I think it was one of the McLarens. And he drove off with the race with 20 laps to go and never looked back. But it was a shit show. Cars sliding all over the place. Uh, Islet actually finished in the top five, shockingly. And our boy Stingray Rob finished, I think, 12th. So Stingray Rob! Stingray Rob! <laughs> <laughs> he got his finish of his, his thing. But yeah, it was a caution fest. Hello, Artie Rad wrapped up the championship. He takes it home. He was dominant too, that race. But how cautions fell, it fell right back into Dixon's lap and he showed everyone how it's done. When the race doesn't go your way, how you can still win it. So that's pretty much it for IndyCar. Way to go. Nice recap. Yeah. Thank you. Like I said, I I, I only watched like the uh, extended highlights, so to speak. I guess you could say. Yes, that's what I did. And uh, yeah, it was it was kind of hard even to watch the 16 minutes there because it was like every time they'd go to restart, you're like, all right, watch some racing. Oh, they piled up again. Let's try again. You know? But Well, when was, your extended highlights are 16 minutes, you know it was a really good race? Or it was a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the, the simple fact, there was some really, really, really good saves by drivers. Uh, I think, oh, uh, oh, heck, what the heck's his name? Uh, AJ Foyt's driver that did so good at Indy, and I was hoping that he would win it, and then he ended up uh, not winning it. And for whatever. Oh, um, uh, yeah. What's his Ferrucci? name? Ferrucci? Yes, Ferrucci. He had a one hell of a save. If you want to go back and look at anything on that race, go back and look that up. That was That was pretty good. But, yeah, it was a... Crapshoot for sure. For and I think show. what was it? Elio Castroneves just had a terrible day. Yeah, I mean he's had so many good ones over his career. He's just do one, you know. <laughs> Dude, he kept just making mistake after mistake and just cut in front of people trying to re-enter a track. Yeah, I did see that one. Yep, yep. Come on, good. Elio, you're better than that, bro, Elio. He's you're. <laughs> So, but that's that's pretty much the season finale for Indy. We'll wait till March of next season at St. Pete again. Um, pretty probably going to be running the exact same schedules they ran this year. Lots of road courses, small ovals except for Indy. So, um, so we'll hey, wait, see how that on. goes. Hold on. Topic of discussion for two seconds. Should IndyCar keep ovals besides the Indy 500? Yes. Absolutely. Y'all think yes. so, eh? I'm on the yeah. other side. I'm on the other side. I think they should just really? send it and go full road course. 
Really? No, man, I, I, I think Indy Oval racing stupid. I think you're just waiting to kill somebody. That's about it. I'm not well, right. yeah, but that's the... This, I mean, you think I watch football because of good passes? Nah, it's football for the hits, bro. No, I get that. But I mean, like, to me, it's just like... this. I don't like the style of racing. It just seems kind of like a shittier version of, like, NASCAR super speedway racing. How dare know. you? Man, that's just me, but... And, like, it's probably good on a track like Iowa or something. But I mean, like, when you go to, like... Texas, it's just like okay, like we're just gonna go do two forty and somebody's gonna die. You're like I don't die. know, I don't know, man. I I don't see the I don't see the fun in it. Like I've done it. It's in why Sam. they don't run as I've many watched now. It in real life, it's just I I think just nobody wants to do it. I mean, like look at most guys when they first started, they didn't want to like like uh, when Jimmy hopped over, he didn't want to do ovals. I don't fucking blame him. I wouldn't want to do ovals either. Yeah, it's why know. they don't go to Pocono anymore. It's why they don't do any of these. Oh well, yeah, man, they'd be hauling ass at Pocono. Well, after um, what was it? Wickham's wreck at Pocono paralyzed him. Yeah, they don't. They stay away from Pocono, and I'm shocked they still go to Texas. Um, I think Texas is too fast, too. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't think Indy cars belong on ovals. I don't think open wheel cars belong on ovals. Period. To be completely honest with you, they just get what, too much speed. I think Iowa's in the gateways. They need more tracks like that. They they're actually entertaining to watch. I think Iowa actually could it be concluded as a little too fast because they're doing what forty second laps there or something? Yeah, I think it's twenty second laps. Let's put them on Bristol. It's no. Bristol, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bristol dirt, <laughs> IndyCar racing. Oh God, can you imagine? No, uh, you know which one? I think New Hampshire would be fun for them. Maybe it's pretty flat. Yeah, that you're gonna have way. to check up. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. I I just don't think they belong on ovals. But you know, I'm sure I'll be pissed off the entire IndyCar fan base. But anyways, <laughs> it's uh, I know you pissed me. Off. You just pissed off me. Well, it's okay. It's just yeah, pretty much in this in in this podcast. Yeah, basically just Norman. <laughs> but uh, Levi, what you got for F1, baby? Run me through it. Yeah, we got the Singapore uh, Grand Prix coming up. Uh, ready to get sure, back to racing week? again. Uh, I know we had arguments about this pre pre recording. Yes, yes, it is. It's this weekend. I'm for sure now. I've checked all my stuff and yeah. So um, yeah, nothing real big going on. Usually uh, it's kind of a lull time because we had so much, you know, not I want to say controversy or just rumors and stuff flying around during the uh, you know off uh, little midsummer break or whatever that everybody's kind of done their updates. They're kind of riding along. I'm sure there's updates on cars, but. There's not going to be anything real, real super big or anybody catching up. Um, I do like the Grand Prix. I think it's a good one. Uh, we'll just have to see kind of how it goes. Um, I think it's, I think it's back to, uh, back to regular format for the uh, what do you call that? Like uh, qualifying and all that stuff. Uh, they're just going to be doing the same thing that they've been doing, uh, which is the, you know, uh, whites, hards uh, to start out Q1, then go to Q2, they go to yellows, uh, and then uh, Q3s are reds. So. That's been kind of throwing some people off, I think. Some of the lower-ranked teams and mid, mid-ranked teams, I think top teams are still doing good. Um, besides Hamilton, he's having some issues, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the tires. But besides that, um, should be good to go. Uh, you got practice one, two, three, qualifying race weekend. So, should be fun. I'm betting I know who wins. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we could see the first We're mechanical. So you know, yeah, no. Well, he's, I mean, that's the other thing we got to talk about. Like him and Perez both, that Red Bull, it just hasn't, 
hadn't fell apart, man. They haven't had that many mechanical issues. Uh, we've seen almost every other team have something at some point, um, but they just keep trucking. I mean, it's a really, really good built car right now. Uh, unstoppable as far as I'm concerned. So, I'm just saying, if they dominate this entire season, even if they don't win the remaining of the races like, like they have been, if they go this whole season without a mechanical failure, I'm sorry nobody can detest how absolutely insane that is. Like, as a team, Red Bull, like, they haven't even, like, they've had, like, one bad pit stop. That's insane. Like, Mercedes dominated? Like, this is just ridiculous domination. This isn't even, like, yeah, this is insane. It's insane. Like, I, we thought Mercedes was insane. Then Red Bull was like, nah, hold my beer. Hold, actually, hold, hold my Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> hold my. <laughs> Anyways, no. I, Man, I um, joke of the day. I yeah. no, I, I think it's actually insane. Like I thought, I thought Mercedes domination was nuts. When I was watching it, and I was just like, "All right, I'm over this." But like, I'm already over Red Bull's dominance, and it's only been a year and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Realistically, it's only been a year because they only started dominating like what halfway through last year, probably. Yeah, I mean the, these guys are, these guys are insane. It's yeah. Nuts, so and and they didn't overspend in 2022. So that's good. We found that out. Yep. Um, they ain't eating they, as well anymore. So they had uh, they had a few buns and buns with some bread, right? <laughs> instead of the yeah. gourmet uh, chef's kiss pasta. But anyways, yeah. So it, and that's all good. So they're clean and clear of any of uh, all the all the bad bad vibes that were coming off of that. Uh, they they you know had too much to eat and all that stuff or whatever was being said. <laughs> uh, they spent too much on meals or overpaid or I don't, come on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're just trying to bring them down, but I don't think they're ever going to get there. So um, anyways, dominance continues, I'm sure, but we will have to see. Something crazy could happen. Who knows? Yeah. That nothing crazy is going to happen. Oh. Yeah, we're... Like, Good I mean, that sounded it. really nice what you just said. Like, nice anything guy. can happen, but no. I mean, we're going to have to have total regulation overhaul before we see something happen. These guys are on it. Max and PK break up. Max is devastated and finishes last the rest of the season. Like he don't have about 18 women standing in line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Even though he looks like Sid the Sloth. A little, hey, you know what ain't, you know what ain't had to do none of it looks to get that much money involved. Yeah, but anyways, that's for another podcast. Tune that's in, another, sorry. Yeah. Tune into our F one Love podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing, by the way. Don't go look for it. I mean, go look for it. Hell, it might be good. I don't know. It's not by us. Not by me. <laughs> so. Anyways, do we have a uh, topic for some more talkage? Uh, just kind of out of the realm here. We're going to do a little switch up on what we usually do. Um, I think uh, if Norman, you want to start us off on it, we'll give it a shot and see how it goes. Yeah, um, let us give us feedback on how y'all feel about it. But this topic for this week is going to be talent versus money climbing the racing ladder. Which one is more valuable? And... I'm going to go out and step and say that through what I know and become before I even started my research, I felt that money was more valuable than talent in racing. And after doing some research, I think it backs up pretty well. I don't know what the other guys think, but I think, yeah, you have money over talent. You're going to get higher up than the guy with the talent. And is this international or U.S.? Internet. This is anything. 
So IMSA to F1 Anything. to IndyCar to NASCAR to, you know, racing lemons. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, do, I, do we I, actually I, race in lemons okay. or do we got to sit and wait? Okay. Okay. So, um, do y'all have any feedback to start off with? The ideas? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think number one, you have to start young, right? And it, whether whether you're in it for talent or in it for money. And on the talent side, it's for practice. On the money side, it's for connections, or because you're probably a dad that is wanting your son to get good at something. All of this starts with like racing a cart at between four and ten years old, normally, right? Right. What do y'all think about that? Is that a good assumption? Wait, well, see that's, that's no matter of money, no matter money or talent, the places where they all meet and and it the like the is carding. Because well, whether you're money or talent, that's where you start. So but, for road course, yes, but like uh you know, if we're talking all racing, I mean you got Kyle Larson, right? At the top of NASCAR for the last, you know, a little bit. Or quarter midgets or whatever the carding equivalent is. Exactly. I mean it's dirt track, so that's it's it's kind of different because like around here in Oklahoma, you start out with if you're gonna start like mini sprints is what we used to call them. I don't know what they call them now, midgets or whatever. But um, you started out with like motorcycle engines, right? So it's super cheap. Well, I guess it's the same thing what you're saying, right? Go karts. But if you want to be better, then you have to move up to the bigger, you know, like 750s, and then you have to move into V6 or V8. So I guess it's along the same lines. It's just it seems like the go karting is way more. You have to have a lot of money tied up into it to get going. Where dirt track, you can start pretty local if you're in the right spot, you know? If you're in the right know. spot. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. I, I'm just kind of like talking to circles. But what I'm trying to say is it, it just seems like it's a lot cheaper to get into a dirt track car than it would be to a competitive go-kart in my mind. But I don't have competitive go-karting around me, so I really can't attest to that being an official statement, you know? All right, so I'll give you my, my two cents. I'll start it off. I guess so uh i guess if I, I had to pick one it's obviously money right is my take without doing any like deep research on the topic personally but from what we've talked about in previous episodes and in you know private and what i know from some friends of mine who race and things it sure seems like it's not so much money what makes you good it's money that the talent hits a wall at you know what I mean? Like money's not an enabler. It's a limiting factor. Like if you either have it or you don't like you can buy your way in. Sure. But for most money is not that money is the thing that you run out of as, on the talent side. Well, you can get sponsors and overcome the money issue and have talent and make it. But that takes money still like it doesn't get free is what I'm trying to say. Like whether you make it in talent or money, someone's shelling out either whether depending on your sport, thousands, tens, hundreds or millions of dollars, you know, uh, depending on what you're doing. So someone's paying. And so money, obviously, is the choice. But I think like the problem for young people is that they they want to go get into carting. So like I want to go buy like a Rotax CRG kind of spec cart right like for my teenage son like those are like five grand right right off the bat 
That doesn't include the race suit, the fire suit, Hans collar, you know, all of the underwear and socks and, you know, and he's going to want to customize it. And like, so just getting into that karting scene I was talking about alone, like, unless you're running, I mean, there's Briggs and Stratton and there's some, you know, other stuff, but like to get to that serious level where you're suiting up and putting it in the trailer, don't, you know, don't forget about the trailer. That's expensive. And the truck for the trailer, it's like owning a horse. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, it's, it, it's an expensive sport and hobby to get into. So where I'm going with this is I think that like there's limitations, um, to the money side, uh, because like, look at a guy like Nicholas Latifi, um, unfortunately, like all the money in the world. Uh, I don't want to say Lance Stroll cause I think Lance Stroll has some talent and Latifi obviously had some talent in the junior leagues or he wouldn't be in formula one. But the fact is, is like the, the money guys crash and burn harder than anyone else. That's where I'm going with this. When they hit their wall, it's not something you can overcome. The talent guys can. They can find sponsors. They can prove themselves. They can increase their social media presence. But when the money guy hits his talent wall, like uh, old Lewis Hamilton's brother, or um, I don't know, there's a ton of these guys that we could name. Like they stay there forever. They never overcome it. Um, you can't just buy yourself a Formula One seat as much as we'd like to think so. Um, I think there's other things we're not considering either, like connections. It's all about who you know, whether it's the racing or music or whatever. It's about who you know. So a guy that doesn't have that much money, if he's got connections, because like like guy like Lewis Hamilton didn't have a lot of money, but he got involved with McLaren super early and really turned heads at McLaren like as a young kid and made that connection. Um, and so I think that that, you know, that's what got him his seat is uh, he was a name in, in, in people's head early on. Um, work ethic is huge. Whether you're money or, or you're a talent guy, if you're not willing to put in the, the fucking work um, and get, you know, the crazy looking neck and stuff like it's not going to work out for you, man. Um, at least in Formula One, I know yeah, all of the racing. Juice your neck, boy. Juice your neck, boy. And most, <laughs> most importantly, timing and luck is everything. I think, right? Like whether you're money or talent, it's all about like getting the call at the right time or being available at the right time. Whether you're Liam Lawson or Danny Ricardo or a guy like um, Nick DeVries uh, last year, unfortunately, or uh, um, you know, like there's, it's all about timing. And so I think that either a talent or money guy can get the shot of a lifetime if he's available at the right time and has connections, work ethic, and sponsors or in the talent case. So um, that's my take on the topic anyway. Now discuss. Well, I'll go to how you ended that topic with luck. And you got um, Lundquist in IndyCar now who's solidified himself as a good driver, I would say. Um, winning his first race this year and stuff, but he backdoored his way onto the IndyCar field because um, I forget who it was had a concussion and he got to fill in for him. And then his talent showed during the race, and that's how he got his full time seat. Exactly. So if it wasn't for that, he would still be in the lower divisions. Yeah, it doesn't matter if your dad owns whatever. Like. Yeah. If there's no not a seat, there's not a seat. You know what I mean? But so. he 
you know, and he didn't have the money. He didn't have the funding to be one of the top guys. Um, so that that was very interesting uh, part. But we also have another thing to kind of talk about in this situation is definitely where, and this is worldwide right now, the economy is struggling. And a lot of sponsorship, people don't want to put their money into to sponsoring drivers. So I think right now we're seeing a huge influx of daddy's money in racing, being able to produce you into racing. That's a really interesting point. I didn't think about that, but absolutely. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and then we got to look at, um, Marcus Erickson's leaving Ganassi. Marcus Anderson paid for his seat at Ganassi. Yeah. Um, he brought in the Husky Chocolate sponsorship. That's the only reason he was with them. And now he's moving to Andretti and kicking out um, Romain. So, you know, you got a you got a Formula One driver who's losing his IndyCar seat. You know, but he hasn't performed. So yeah. We'll we'll see. Um and then and then you have the series that are screwing things up too. So IndyCar bought the Indy Light series this past year. So now we have the Indy Next series, right? Yeah. Through my research, the when Indy Lights you won the Indy Lights championship, you got three IndyCar races and eight hundred to a million dollars. Yeah. That's some dope. Now, that's, yeah. That's some money. It's it's not now you're in, not guaranteed in professional you just sporting. It's not crazy, but that's some yeah, money. You're yeah, but I think the, the bigger thing from my research is you got three IndyCar races to prove yourself the next season. Yeah. We call that like starting you're guaranteed kicker money. Three <laughs> seats, three races. Give me some of that starter kicker money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know, that's when you can finally show your talent. Okay, I'm with the big boys. Now let me show you what I got. You know, I made it. I got the Indy Lights. I won it. So now let me show you, show you that I can race with these guys. Now you just get money and you're not, you're just waiting for the big guys to call you up. And so Dave say that I win, you win the Indy Next Championship, right? And then Levi goes to Ganassi and pays Ganassi you know, $5 million and takes your seat. And now you're still running Indy next the next season. Yeah. Well, you see it in every series. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, frustrating, man. It's the, I think the feeder series are too big. I think they need to pump the brakes and go back to less money, you know, get money out of them. But, but you're never going to get money out of it because it's a sport. You know. No, you're not. You, no. Once, once you start putting it in, it's gone. Uh, you've got um, Stingray Rob. It took him four years to win the Indy Pro Championship. And now, now he's taken up a seat in IndyCar. And he's not performing. Oh, come on. He's tried his best. <laughs> He didn't all, end up man. in the river, though. If he ended up in the river, we might have had something more exciting to talk about. 
Come on, Stingray. He tries best. He did really good this last week. He last race showed, showed yeah. it up. So, um, yeah, it's a crapshoot is what it is. In, in, my, in my opinion, at least. Compared to any other sport, it's where, especially endurance, it's a crapshoot. Like, I think endurance is easier to not have money because it's so many. If you can have a whole, if you can have a whole, like, it's also easier to not have talent. Yeah, if you can have yeah. a, what do you call that? A whole series, not a series, but just a a qualification of cars in a series that it's nothing but pretty much rich dudes. Like, welcome to WC. <laughs> uh, yeah, come on, man. Like, well, that right there tells you. A good point in like the IMSA racing, like the Porsche Cup. You've got your platinums, your gold, your bronze. You, you got all those drivers. So if I'm a bronze driver and I show up and I'm turning, you know, silver driver's lap times, I'm going to get noticed. And then people are going to be like, dude, he could be our silver driver, mm-hmm. you know? Or if I'm a silver driver and I'm competing with a platinum guy, guys are going to go, I want that guy in my car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I might have bought my seat in the silver car. But then my talent's going to show you that I can be a platinum driver. So I think that's where I guess because you have it is a pro am style racing, so you are looking at amateur amateurs are live on the track with the pros, so you're getting that reference immediately. Yeah, I guess is that where the easier side of it comes from. Yeah, man. Like it, it. I and I think you see this across all tiers. I mean, it's not. It, it it's a unique beast. I'm not really sure how you fix it. Um, but we happen to have a professional racing driver in our four-man team. So what does he think about all this? Mr. I own a car. What's up? So I will say, I think regardless, regardless of whatever route you go, it's expensive, nevertheless. Now, there's different avenues you can take, whether it's renting your car there's owning your own car. Um, you know, there's road, there's oval, there's dirt, there's all kinds of options available to you. Um, I think the money and talent thing, obviously everybody wants it to be talent over money, but obviously you definitely need some sort of financial backing if you want to go anywhere in racing nowadays. Um, so it definitely makes it very hard for people who could potentially be geographically challenged. And what I mean by that is like, for my example, I am a Canadian. I live on the West coast of Canada, but I predominantly race in the U S. So in order to get sponsors, I can get Canadian sponsors, but they're not, it's not doing much for them in the U S or I can get American sponsors, but they're like, why wouldn't I just sponsor the other American guy here? Who's better than you anyways. Right. So there's, there's give and take in that regard. Like it, it definitely sucks. Um, there's a lot of limitations. Again, geographically is a big thing. Um, hell, even, you know, as much as we hate to say it, there's probably something to do with race and sex as well, um, depending on which one you are. It's, it's, it's still here. No matter how hard we try and get rid of racism and sexism, it's still unfortunately a thing that is involved or is very, you know, predominant across the country. So I'm sure all of that helps. And you know what? Nowadays, being a white male makes it almost even harder. Nobody wants to sponsor just a white average driver male anymore because there's no, there's literally no benefit. He doesn't that, win. He's that, not part of a minority. Like you know what I mean? It's hard. 
No, that's um, the exact reason I'm not racing, honestly. That's the only reason. It has nothing to do with talent or uh, never driven a car before. You know what I mean? Well, so well it just, get, it just gets you. worse with age. <laughs> if, it just get worse, It gets worse with age, too. And it's not because literally you're older. It's because there okay. is no benefit of having a middle-aged white dude that's average at driving a race car. Now, and I'm not saying that you're average at driving a race car. Levada. You could be amazing. You could be dog, dog water. I have no idea. But you know no, what I mean? So you, you get all kinds of those limitations on top of how political racing is. And then you coincide that with there's a whole bunch of different routes you can go. Now, Oval, I still believe like me personally, I think I'm going to I would put my kid in karting over quarter midgets, even if he was going to go the Oval route. I think. One, a lot of these Oval series are starting to add road courses. We see it with NASCAR. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing late models on a, on a road course here and there, like on on ones that are an actual late model tour. Like I'm not talking about a series that just you know you show up to the track every day they host late models. I'm not talking that. I'm talking about a tour. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they start throwing road courses on. Um, so, anyways, I I think you get the car control and all that stuff from karting. I think you get. It's it's definitely more expensive of an entry than quarter midgets. I would say the upkeep though is almost the fucking same. It depends on how competitive you want to get. Once you start getting into shifter, or if you start doing national events, you start doing regional events, like everything, it becomes more expensive no matter what you do. Um, and it gets to a point where after those entry level things like carding and quarter midgets and legends and micro sprints, once you proceed further, that's where you really need the financial backing. Like you can't do it with that anymore. Like it's like, all right, we got to start getting serious about this. So, um, Anyways, I know that wasn't really the question. I know the question was more, do we think talent matters or money matters? I do still, unfortunately, believe in this day and age that money does really matter. Um, you don't have to be someone who's got a loaded dad. I'm not saying you got to have, you know, uh, Lawrence Stroll behind you, but you have to have some sort of financial backing, whether it's, you know, Bob's Burger and Bar down the street, or it's, you know, some chain like right. nap auto parts or something yep um someone's got to pay someone's got to pay right you're never going to get anywhere I'll, I'll give you actually a good example of where money matters more than talent um so we, we did look into um pro mazdas back when they were still pro mazdas now it's something else and if you wanted to buy a pro mazda chassis ready to go ready to race and enough parts to build another one it was like 175k right you're like all right that's Real realistically, realistically, that's not bad. When you think about it, that's two whole like yeah. built race cars basically. But as much as you want to go run that, you can go run that all day you want in Pro Mazda. You'd run, you'd run last place. You have yeah. no team. You have no setup idea. You have no idea to set the thing up. You got to learn all that. So you're paying for experience. And when you go to a team and you're like, and, and first of all, they want like half a million dollars a year to go run competitively so you can see the price difference but two they're expecting someone with experience too and money because you got to pay that much and have the experience so anyways again regardless of like regardless of where you go you need to have talent to drive the thing and you also need to have the money but almost nowadays like they're taking guys that have more money than talent so let's say you got two drivers right one is like you know, let's say, I don't know, let's use a rating as an example, just because that's the best thing I can think of, the, the number scale. So you have a driver that can drive 
with an 80 rating and you got a driver that can drive with a 70 rating, but the 70 rating has like hundreds of thousands of dollars of sponsorship. And the guy that's got 80 rating has tens of thousands of dollars of sponsorship. They're going to take the 70 all day long. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the way it is. I mean, again, you, you were talking about Nicholas Latifi, you know, as much as we destroyed the dude, he's obviously got some sort of talent. He could drive an F1 car, given he did have some spins and stuff like I get it, but I mean, you're going to throw me in an F1 car. I bet you I'm not going to do better than he did. So yeah, no, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the average person is not going to be able to do it. So obviously he's got some sort of a talent Absolutely. ability. Yeah. So anyways, make what you will with that. I know that's not a solid answer, but realistically there is no right that's answer. Pretty solid answer. Yeah. It was a crap answer. I'll I give it, I'll give it a, like a eight out of 10. That's coming from a uh, back marker motorsports over here. So that's the best I, I can hey, Yo, <laughs> back marker. So I got, motorsports. Still chasing top tens. No, That's right. Maybe one day, <laughs> baby. Carry on the topic. So, um, kind of discuss this through my research. I think I found that formula, the formula ladder is the hardest ladder to climb in racing. But once you get to the top of the ladder, it's the easiest to stay on top. And the reason why is that there's so much more money in the formula ladder. But it's easier to stay on top because all instead of competing against yourself, you're competing against your teammate when it comes to the races. So you only have to you only have to beat one car. Just beat your teammate, and you're probably going to stay on at that team. I think that there is no simple answer to the question, but the simplest answer is the shit's expensive. <laughs> I think yeah. I think the best advice I can give anybody starting in racing though would be. Or like whether it's you're starting at teenage level or you're or you're an adult or you're I guess I'll give it for all different aspects. But if you got a kid and you want them to start off, go put them in karting. It's gonna be an expensive initial cost. And you know what? Tires do cost a lot of money, but you know what? A two oh six is nothing. It's not it's not a lot of upkeep. You gotta rebuild the motor maybe once a season. You gotta put a tire set on it maybe once every couple races, maybe every few races if you really don't care. And you know what? The car control, the experience you get, the driving in the rain. Like, yeah. dude, I drove in the rain like three times in a cart. We did it in the Legends, and I kicked everyone's ass because they've never done it before. Yeah. It literally that much experience helps. It Like, what does that tell you? So, yeah. anyways, it's uh, it, it's huge. Uh, I think if you're a teenager, too, like, hop in a cart, man. It's it's It might be an expensive initial investment, but, man, it's a lot of fun. And you can do a lot more with it. And it's competitive whether you are at the back, the middle, the front. It doesn't matter. It's a solid field of competition. Um, and if you're an adult, hell, man, hop in a car, too. If you can fit in one, hell, 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 why the hell not wouldn't you, dude? It's like it's the easiest thing to get into. Uh, if you really want to get into oval racing and road racing and you want something that's a car, I'm telling you, a legend's the most diverse thing you can hop in. They're ten, anywhere from 10 to 25 grand, depending on how much you want to spend. The tires aren't ridiculous. They last a while. We got a guy. I'll give you an example. There's this track near me. It's more. It is. So it is SCCA sanctioned racing, but it's more like gentlemen's racing. Like you're not going to find any crazy intense competition. Guys dooring each other. Like you're pretty much driving race cars that you don't want to destroy. Right. Like the intention yeah. is obviously to not like give each other space and all that stuff. There's a guy who bought a legend brand new, knew there was nobody to race with. He just loves running every week. He's ran it all year and has had shit tons of fun with it. I've never heard anyone complain about it. So diverse. The car can go on road courses and go on ovals and go on dirt. It's great. 
And if you want to be competitive with it, U.S. Legend Cars has stuff all over the entire, all over freaking North America, basically, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I don't know their presence in Mexico or anything like that, but the U.S. and Canada, you're laughing. So, yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's my two my two cents. Everything else is too expensive because I just, especially where I live. <laughs> yeah. Or micro, micro is too cool if you like dirt. I think that, and I think Levi can kind of attest to this. Growing up, you know, we were in that weird where money started taking over talent, right? Because used to, like when I was young, I remember, you know, like the Earnhardts and everyone and the Allisons, all those guys, they grew up in the race shop working and building cars with their dads and then just became drivers from that. And now your driver doesn't even know what a freaking track bar is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so where I came from, it was a little three eighths mile dirt track, little baby dirt track, but they just ran like, I think the biggest thing they ever ran on there. I think they've had V sixes maybe in what they used to call it. It's a bomber. Now, uh, it used to be called like, a, it was a mini stocks, what we call them. It was just like a regular size car, kick the windows in, strip it down, roll bar, throw an engine in. And I don't even think they were running V eights there. They might've been, uh, maybe like three Oh fives or something, but they used to run 750 turf tire was like the biggest one of a 750 cc engine and a motorcycle engine and so that's kind of give you the feel of what it was so it wasn't all that expensive uh my dad had known the owner since they were running around when they were kids uh he grew up with him um he was he knew his sons he knew his family i guess what i'm trying to get at my dad worked there running the board uh lining people up for those different heats and races my uncle ran the gates my cousin was one of the guys in the four-wheeler pushing the guys you know if they were if they're oh got their car, you know, killed or whatever, you know, and long story short, I could have picked up a used frame. I could have probably gotten an old used engine to rebuild, but just the fact that there was that much more money, you know, for my family at the time, because there was going to be some input at some point, right? If you wanted to win. So we weren't going to do anything if we didn't have a chance to even compete. It's right. kind of, I think how my dad always put into it. So we liked, he liked to be around race and my uncle liked to be around race. So they worked at the track because my family didn't have enough to go out and build a car, um, to make a car, whatever the case may be. They ran four wheelers on that thing back in the day and three wheelers, if you can believe that around a dirt track. Um, my cousin did get into that because we had a little, you know, Honda 90, Honda 110s, <laughs> whatever, three wheelers, <laughs> death traps. And, uh, actually skidded around it, but, um, never got to do any of that kind of stuff. So, Hey, driving uh, a three-wheeler takes talent. Oh, uh, it's pretty sketch. Uh, and then these guys would be kicking about and leaning over and all kinds of stuff. But um, they quit that fairly quickly once, like, you know, the 90s hit. And everyone's like, you can't do that anymore. Like, you're going to kill someone. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 could, I guess what I'm trying to say is I could have gotten to a car fairly cheap and used and all kinds of stuff. But my, I think my dad already knew. Like, these, these guys sometimes... I'm not going to say any names. I know some dudes from my little small town that was around that place or even in that county. I'm pretty sure they dodged some bills to make sure that the car ran every Saturday night. You know, uh, that was like their life. Uh, and, and my, my dad was like, you know, we're not going to, we wish darn it a place to do that. So, um, we went to the track every Saturday. We had a good time. We helped out, but, uh, at the same time, it was just wasn't in the cards because of money. I mean, period. So on that side of things, uh, I got a story. There was a guy at one at one of the first shops I started working at. He came in and stored his car there, and he ran out at BIR, which is Birmingham International 
out of the fairgrounds. It doesn't exist anymore here in Birmingham, but it's a short track and it was very popular back in the early nineties and stuff. But he was like, he told me that he to stay racing out there, he mortgaged his house twice. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, if it's I'm crazy. ever racing, I told my friends this, I'm like, if I'm ever racing and I go to mortgage my house to keep me racing, cause I can't keep up with the money. Please just like lock me in a bedroom and don't let me come out. I think you're going to say, will you cosign? (laughs) No, please don't ever let me go through that. That is the worst decision you could ever make. So. Yeah, there, I mean, it's crazy what people do to stay on the track too. And I don't blame them. I mean, once you get that fever, I'm sure it's crazy because I've been that way with just eye racing, you know, or something. Um, you need a, you need an upgrade or you need something, you know, to get, to get better. It just doesn't, you don't even care. You just want to be in it, you know? Oh, racing is a black hole and yeah, you do want to be in it and it, it's a blast to be a part of, but you know, I guess for me, I haven't been in a car for three years cause I don't have the money to build mine and I haven't been invited. And finally next weekend, I finally got invited to go drive someone else's car. So you know, and being a go better, you can you can break somebody else's stuff. I love it. Yeah, but he's a friend of mine, so I know he will come after me if I break no. his car. <laughs> not after this weekend, he's not. <laughs> well, what do y'all say we do some in it, bin it, and win it for Formula One? I'm in. Swerve. I think that I'm topic's pretty done and dusted. Yeah, yeah. Um, you so, gotta be rich, even if you're even if you're good. That doesn't mean that money is everything, but it means it's mostly. If you're rich, you're good. Wait, no. If you're, yeah. If you're rich and bad, you're good. If you're talented and poor, you're terrible. Yeah, you're just not going to make it, bro. First world problems. <laughs> Oops. If you're rich and bad, you're good. If you're good and broke, you're bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, anyway, it, who's, who's on the... Uh, uh, I want to say Antonio. Oh, no, I went first last week. All right, I'm with it. I'll take it. I nailed the two I'll points. Nice. All right. I so, should have taken it because I'm only two points behind y'all, and I got two points last week. So We're going to sing to the poor. Okay, so. Yo. What do I want to take here? Well, I'm. this is the only time I should get to use Perez, so I'm going to use Perez as my win pick. Come on now. it's a, That's pretty cash money. You think so, huh? Uh, of course. Dude, this is getting crunch time. Levi and I are close on point. I say crunch time as if like we're getting to the end here. We still have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, eight races. I guess we're I guess we're a third left. So how bad would it be if he had a DNF? How bad would that be for you? Oh, hope that doesn't happen, buddy. Well, yeah, we'll have to hope it doesn't happen. Um, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh my in pick, I am going to take um, Lewis Hamilton. He's my end pick. Ooh. Uh, and Bennett. Do I pick Sergeant to let me down again? <laughs> He's been doing really good recently. Uh, who is gonna Bennett at Sing? Hey, hold on a minute, Singapore. Didn't they change the track map? Did we did we go over the changes? We should probably talk about that. It's it's pretty significant. Yeah, let's do that. Have you guys seen the changes? Not really. It's here. It's substantial. Actually, I'll send them in chat real quick. 
So that's what it looks like now. And that's what it looked like previously. So um, I don't know how much of these guys know Singapore, how much like everybody knows Singapore, but basically they've left the entire first sector alone. Uh, the entire second sector is the same. But from turns 14 to what was 23 is now 19. Uh, so on the old track map, they essentially took out the right, left, left, right again. And basically after turn 14, it now goes straight right to turn what was turn 20 before. Now it's a chicane. So essentially what this is going to do, um, the intention behind this is to make the racing better. And I do think it will be. They did take out the technicality of it, unfortunately. Um, so I think, you know, Singapore used to be kind of known as like an endurance race sort of for the drivers. Like it's pretty tough on them. Um, now it's a little bit easier, um, but I do think it's it'll be a lot better racing. I think it opened up a lot more passing opportunities. So we should see more happening there uh, in that sector three section because I know that one was pretty rough before. And then you'd get back to the front straight and it'd be like, well, now I can't pass him because I'm too far away from him. So anyways, back to my uh, back to my bin pick. Uh, I'm going to take Sergeant. He always lets me down. So let's do it. Nice. Good picks. Who's up next? Dave. Ooh. What was your win pick? My win was Perez. I thought it was. Because you went first. And that would be the obvious choice. On a street course. In a Red Bull. Um, true. True. I forgot about the street course. Well, I'm going to take Charles Leclerc. Because that's what you should have picked. Ooh, I hope you get the point, honestly. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and then uh, the silent, I, I I need points, so I'm not really trying to make a statement here. Uh, I pick uh, in it, um, Fernando Alonso. Want points? Give me points. Bennett. Man, this one's always tough. You say Alonso? In it. You picked Alonzo to be in it, hey? I'm surprised. Top 10? Oh, easy. It's true. Fair enough, but uh, there's more guarantees, but yeah, take it. Oh, no. I want to be a little risky, but oh, I like, come on, Fernando. And then, uh, uh, let's say Oscar Piastri to Bennett. Hasn't raced Formula One car here. He's been racing very aggressive and has got away clean mostly. But no big accidents, totally out of the race. But I think it's it's we're due. So Piastri Bennett. Poor Piastri. Poor Piastri. Yeah, so take that. Oh, real quick with the track map, I did miss one other thing too. Turn ten used to be a little chicane. Now it's a now it's just a left hander. Ah. So if you look at the track maps, just just look it up. You'll know what I'm talking about. I just wanted to make sure that got in there because it is quite a substantial change. All right, Levi. Why. That leaves you. I was going to say I don't. I don't know why I cannot ever keep up with who's who's up on this thing. Like I don't. It's easy. It's alphabetical, and I still can't figure it out. That's because I'm from small town, Western Oklahoma. Yeah, boy. Can't know my alphabet. My ACDs. <laughs> you got to know my ACDCs. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's see. So to win it, golly, you guys took the good ones, didn't you? Alonzo was my pick, Dave. So on you. You can still pick him to win it. He hasn't been picked to win. He hasn't been picked to win? No, no he just don't know. Oh, he picked yeah. Leclerc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alonzo up. Win it, for sure. Picking Alonzo to win it? Y'all are what fucking a, crazy, bro. 
I'm come on saying. now. I think Perez is going to get too aggressive after some uh, tire stop. And then I'm going to get an extra point if all this goes you, right. You think so he's going to extra, extra time. And then he's going to get too aggressive trying to get around because he knows he's like the street king. And then he's going to get into it. He's going to do DNF. Max is going to win it. And then Alonzo's going to come in the back. I mean, dude, it's Singapore, bro. Did like, you forget Ferrari course. He's, he's and Mercedes racing. exist? Hey, it's all good. Just, all right. I'll leave you to it. Come on now. Come on I'll now. Leave me to it, bro. Victory leave me to it. Uh, Russell for the points. And... For the uh, beyond it would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> Logan, our big our our man Logan. Oh, we love to see. Yeah, copy, Street Course is going to come out and bite him. Hundred percent. Jordy, pick him. I picked him to bend it, but it don't matter. We can pick the same thing. Yeah, but I want to beat you. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, give me that. Give like me that Pierre. Give me that Gasly. Give me that really? Gasly, bro. You yeah, Gasly, bro. You're crazy. I would have picked. He's gonna be. He's gonna be trying bro. to elbows out. This is a street course, man. If you get two elbows out, you're gonna wreck. So nah, pick a Haas, bro. You would have had a better chance. Now nah, you're good. Bro. That's my picks, bro. All right, Norman, I'm all over out, the bro. place. You gonna pick Hulkenberg to win or something now? <laughs> this guy's clearly before you. The guy's delusional. So. <laughs> 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 all right. So I guess we're my win pick. Um, y'all are gonna call me crazy. But crazy, you're crazy, right. delusional. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't more crazy than mine. No, Lando Norris. All right, never mind. He's crazier than me. It's Lando possible. Norris finished second at hung- the Hungara Ring. The Hungara right. Ring is known as the racetrack, the Monaco of racetracks. We're going to a street course. I think he has the talent to do it. Wait, hung- Hungara Ring's the second. The, the wait. I'm confused. They call the Hungora Ring the Monaco of racetracks. Why? Well, so meaning that it runs like Monaco does, and, right. but it's a racetrack. It has runoff. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it makes sense. So the. All right. So. Um, All right. What's your next delusional pick? <laughs> <laughs> the next one's not delusional because I just I just want to make sure I stay with points. So my in it is going to be Perez. So I just grab me a point there. Uh, that that that's my safe pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go since uh that a sergeant's been picked. I'm gonna leave him out there. I'm gonna go with the other Alpine Escobo 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 Pie is gonna bend it, but I don't think he wrecks. I think he has an engine failure. We should have right. said you can't pick it until you say it. That's what we should make from here on out. Esteban Ocon. Is that there? Better? You go, Esteban. But yes, I like it. It's close enough. I like it. If you're like me, you're from Redneck Country, so everything's Esteban. Esteban yeah. Ocon. <laughs> Esteban. No, those are my three picks. Um, now watch Perez take second and Norris take third. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, that that's more. That's how it normally goes for me. Yeah, yeah, um, man. I'm telling you, Perez, he's crazy at these road courses. I really hope I'm right, though. Um, hope he has a bad day, just because of the points, you know. Because you had deal. a bad day, you take a <laughs> thing, sing, sing, song, just turn it on. Yeah. No, just me. All right, just you, I'm buddy. I'm <laughs> Perez was not good at Monaco, though. Perez was just not good. Hey, but he's got the best car, so I have a chance. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying Monaco. Remember what we said here? Little, this is see, okay, this is like thing. this is like how we talk about money and talent. So like 
Would you take the guy who's like a 70 driver, but he's got like the 80 car? Or would you take the guy that's got the 80 driver and the 70 car? I'm taking the 80 car. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I think dude, if I was picking first, I'd definitely pick Perez. But Exactly. So shut up. <laughs> but he's still not the shoe in this week that you're trying to make him out to be. Ooh. All right. Okay. With Ooh. Mr. Technical Analysis Ooh. over here, I'm going to start calling you, uh, what is his name? Joylon Palmer, or whatever the fuck his name is. Any fucking, where's, where's Joylon Palmer? What is up with the saying names? Palmer. Have you ever looked at his name, bro? How the fuck do you say that? Jollyon? Like J O L Y O N. Jollyon. Jollyon Palmer. How you say it, though? I'm serious. I actually got no idea. Jollyon Palmer. Jolian, 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 Jolian. Jolian. It's more like Jaw, 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 Jolian. Hey, Jaw, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Jaw, what's up, Jaw? Jolian, Jolian. So, so, sorry, say it one more time, Jolian. Jolian. I have an idea. How about we just pick a normal name? <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I mean, that's, that's like people. Who, that's like people who like name their. Oh no, okay, I can't say this. I'm gonna piss someone. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. Go for it. Y'all got the crazy ass names. Every, you know what's funny, bro? As, as Canadians, every time we'd be racing, we'd always go to the States and we're like looking at the names and we're just like, what the fuck kind of name Jackson? is that? Like, dude, dude's last name, <laughs> dude's last name is, is like Smith or something. So they're like, no, nah, we got to make the first name fucked up or something. My name's like, nah, I, can't, I can't even say the name too because if they listen to this, I'm going to get shit on. So I can't. <laughs> I'll, I'll say uh, once we stop recording, but it's funny. So. There's a dude in my town named Jeep. <laughs> is it is it J E A P? Because I've no, seen that name before. J E E P. Oh, like Jeep. And then I got an, I got Chrysler. another I got another friend that has a son named Diesel. Diesel. Okay, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard, heard the Diesel, name Diesel. Though. Yeah, that's. I mean, Diesel. it's still weird, but it's it's well, it's American, I guess. Wow. Hi, my name my name's Xanax. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for lap thirty four. Uh, just cut yeah. us off. It's all good. We don't need that. Just cut them off. <laughs> right. Just cut them off. Xanax. Yeah. What? I think that's uh, gonna do it. Man, I race with a girl named Zan. I'm dead serious. X A N. Zan. 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 Let us. No. Let us know how <laughs> you uh, can be, bro. like the the new layout with the uh, going over the races pretty quickly, and then and they're not gonna I, let us know. Let's be real. Is there anybody actually listening? <laughs> yeah, just 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 get on the Discord and say I'm listening. So we'll yes. know. Hi James East, I know you listen.